Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned, and unmerited favor, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life for life. I cannot doubt that God is up to something, but you know, it's those who are willing to tap into what God is doing that will benefit from what God is doing. God hardly forces himself on us as individuals. But he has given us a free will where we can cooperate with him. And once we come and we bring ourselves to the level of cooperating with him, God would do amazing things. God would do wonders in our lives. Amen. And this morning I just want to invite you to to, to just lay your life and just surrender your life to whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. It might be today, it might be tomorrow, it might be next Sunday, it might be next month, but wh whatever time it is going to happen, I want you to just put yourself in a posture where you are saying, Holy Spirit, do as you will. Just placing yourself in that posture where you are continuously saying, Holy Spirit, do as you will in my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Without further ado, I'm going to go straight into what I would like to share with you. I'd uh, like to share with you today. Uh, I sense that we're going to take some time to, to just zero in on the Holy Spirit uh, until God us or commissions us to move to something else. But I sense that uh, we, we need to dwell we need to talk a lot about the Holy Spirit. So brace yourself over the coming weeks. Brace yourself. Uh, don't know whether it's for the coming months. Uh, I always want to move when the Holy Spirit is moving. Uh, I, I don't know when it's going to end, but I know when it ends, it's going to be glorious. That one I'm very sure. So I want to encourage you, if you're going to be reading your Bible, can I encourage you, divert yourself, move yourself in, in the scriptures that deal with the Holy Spirit, especially the book of Acts. Spend some time, see, learn what the Holy Ghost does, what he's capable of doing, or what he, what he's proposed to do in, in your life. Amen and amen. I want to speak on a subject that I've titled, Christ the Prototype. Jesus Christ, it's okay, don't worry. Jesus Christ the Prototype. Somebody say, Jesus Christ, the prototype. Now, when you look at prototype, it's a fusion of two words. Two words, proto and type. Now, in Greek, uh, that's where we get the word protos and typos. But in English, we say prototype. Christ, the prototype. Now, proto, it means, or protos, it means first. Yeah, can I teach this morning? Are you ready for that? If you're able to write somewhere, can I encourage you to do that? I want to encourage you. If you can make it a habit, I'm sure you definitely benefit from that. Now, protos, it means first, or it means original, right? And then typos, or yes, typos, it means type. Or you can use the synonyms like uh, pattern, uh, like model. So when you put these two together, don't worry, don't worry, praise, it's okay for now. So when you put these two together, prototype, we are talking of the first model, right? We are talking of the original pattern. We are talking of the original impression or the first impression prototype. The original pattern that is prototype. And this morning, we are very specific when we are talking about the first impression or the first model. And we are referring that to Jesus the Christ. 
And hence we are saying Christ is the first model. Christ is the first impression. Christ is the first pattern. <coughs> now, to make it uh, maybe easy for us to understand, let me take you into the world of uh, those who manufacture cars. Oh, those who manufacture airplanes, those who manufacture uh, trucks. But let's just look at those who manufacture cars. Now, those who are in this business, when they want to release a brand new type of a car, what they do is they don't go to the production line and produce 50,000 cars which they're going to be testing or trying. But they produce the prototype. Just one. They produce the prototype, which means they produce the first impression, the first pattern. That's what they come in, they produce. So they will spend a great deal of time. They will spend a great deal of efforts. They will spend a great deal of investment in the prototype. Am I with you this morning? In the prototype. Now, when they are looking at the prototype, they would, uh, they would carry out a number of tests. So imagine they want to release, uh, I don't know if, is that the BMW 7? Is it there? 7 Series? The good young one says, yes, so he's into cars. So suppose they want to release, or when they were planning to release that car, to launch that car. They created the prototype. And before it's on the market, they would take the prototype and uh, subject it to all kinds of tests. Before they go to the production line to release or to produce, to reproduce uh, 100,000s of uh, the 7 Series. And uh, I was doing a little bit of some research around that and I came to discover that one of the tests they do, they do what they call the crash test. So they would take the prototype <laughs> and they would drive it at high speed and crash it against a hard wall. And you would wonder, why are you doing this to the prototype? They want to see the reaction. They want to see how the car will perform or how the airbags will explode and uh, provide safety to those in the car. So it will be subjected to what they call the crash test. Not only the crash test, but they would take that prototype car and they would subject it to harsh or different environmental conditions. They would take it into cold weather to see how the car can withstand uh, cold temperatures. Not only in the cold temperatures, but they would also subject it to hotter, very extreme hot conditions. They want to see how the 7 Series will be able to withstand hot temperatures. It's the prototype, the first impression. Not only that, but they would drive the car for thousands and thousands of miles because they want to test the lifespan of the car. They want to see that when you drive this car and it reaches 10,000 miles, how does it perform a 10,000 mile peg? They would drive the car until it reaches 60,000 miles. They want to see how does the engine perform at 60,000 mile peg. They would drive it and push it to 200,000 miles. They want to see how the car performs when it reaches that stage. It's the prototype car. They haven't started to produce other cars, the 7 Series, uh, a number of them. They, they take the prototype and they subject it to all kinds of tests. Once they tick the boxes and they are happy with the, how the prototype performs, that is when they will now go to the production line. But when they get to the production line, they are not starting from zero to say, what kind of a car do you want to manufacture? What they do, they take the specifications 
of the prototype, the tried and tested things of the prototype, that is what they take and they put on the production line. And the production line will not take time because all they are doing, they are making everything according to the specifications of the prototype. Am I making sense to somebody in the house? That is why when you drive your seven series, or when you're going to drive your seven series, I'm not prophesying. I'm just saying. When you buy your seven series, and you drive it, and you discover that there's a fault with the brake system, and you take it back to the BMW garage, and they put it on their machine and they test it, if they notice a fault on the car, they will recall not just your car, but they will recall all every car that went through the production line. Why? Because everything is following the design of the prototype. Now, this morning, on the backdrop of that understanding, I'm presenting to you Christ, the prototype. Before we had Christians like you and I today, God the Father in the heavens released Christ, the prototype. And when the prototype was released on earth, before you and I were subjected to all kinds of testings, the prototype went ahead. And the prototype was subjected to all kinds of tests in this world. Hebrews chapter number 4. Hebrews chapter number 4, verse number 15. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with us, with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted, other versions that say, one who has been tested in every way, in every way. The crash test was done on him. He was driven in dusty conditions. He was tested in every way. He, he was taken in cold weather. He was tested in every way. They took him into hot conditions. He was tested in every way, in every way. Yet he did not sin. So in other words, the, there was no fault that was found in him. Ah, am I talking to somebody in the house this morning? The, there was no fault that was identified in him. And when God was happy with the prototype, and then he says, we can now produce Christians. But the ones who are going to be produced, they are going to be produced according or in the form, in the pattern, using the model of the prototype. I don't know about you. I, I'm just excited about this word. I'm really excited this morning. Now I want you to understand that you, as a believer, you were not the first one to be created. You were not the first one to be fashioned. But God made sure that uh, the prototype did come first. The first original, the, the, the first the original impression, the original model, the original type was released from heaven first. And God had to subject him to all kinds of tests. And when God ticked the boxes, then you and I were, are now able to be called the sons of God. Why? Because the prototype, the son of God was tested and God was happy with him. It was after the son, singular, son of God, after he was released into earth, that now we are able to have sons. Am I with you? So we have the son of God, singular. The prototype in order that they may be sons, plural, many of us. Glory be to God. But what I like about all this is that when God began to form us as the new creation, he formed us according to the pattern, according to the image of Christ. That is why Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 24, I'm going to try and slow down. I feel like preaching, but... I want to slow down because I really want you to get this. Ephesians chapter number 4 verse 24. It says, and put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Glory be to God. 
So you and I are not fashioned in the image of Adam. When you are a believer, you are not fashioned in the image of Adam, the first Adam. Because that one, that mold was faulty. That's why it had to be recalled. And when he was recalled, God had to bring another Adam. That's why the New Testament speaks of the first Adam and the second Adam. Because the first one was recalled and the fault was found. And they had to create another Adam who is called Jesus the Christ. And it was after Jesus Christ was brought into the earth that God released us through Christ. So you and I are fashioned in the image of Christ. 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 The prototype. Somebody say Christ the prototype. You look at somebody who's next to you and tell them Christ the prototype. Now the, the opposite or the, uh, what do they call it? The opposite of synonym. Ant anto antonyms. The antonym of prototype is other, other, other dictionaries that use the word derived, derivative, to be derived from, or to, uh, to reproduce, right. So, what I'm trying to communicate to you this morning is that before you came in, Christ had to come in. And uh, when God was happy with Christ, he reproduced us. But when he was reproducing us, he was reproducing us using the model of Christ. Uh, am I with you this morning? Now, wh when you look at the few characteristics of uh, the, 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 the product that is now being reproduced following the model, the original model, you discover that uh, th what is now being produced, the 50,007 series, they must, uh, they must function in the same way with the prototype. They, they are created or they are reproduced to function, somebody said to function, in the same way the prototype functions. The prototype, the, 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 the product that is now being reproduced following the prototype, it must have the same capacity as the prototype. It must have the same endurance as the prototype. And this morning, my objective to you is I present Christ the prototype. I want to bring you to a place where you can clearly see yourself in Christ. Where you can clearly see yourself in Jesus the Christ, the prototype. Why am I saying this? Because if the prototype was subjected to opposition and opposition couldn't break the prototype, that means everyone who is reproduced is able to withstand opposition. Because you are made from the same material. You are made from the same specifications. So whatsoever could not break the prototype should not break you. I'm saying everything and anything that could not bring the prototype down, it has no ability to pull you down. Because you are made from the model, the specifications of the prototype that was tested, that was subjected to all kinds of testings. Somebody say Christ the prototype. Somebody say Christ the prototype. When I look at Christ, the prototype, he was subjected to humiliation. But you know what? His journey, it never ended on humiliation. Where he was humiliated, he, God came in and he exalted him. And he gave him a name that is actually above all names. Not only that, but the prototype was subjected to battles by the, by, by the religious people, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. But you know what? That battle never ended in defeat on the prototype. Rather, it ended in victory. That's why the Bible declares in Colossians that Christ made, made, made a tri he triumphed over the enemy through the cross. 
even though he went through different kinds of battles, but it never ended in defeat. It ended in victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. Even though he was subjected to death, but it never ended with death with the prototype. Rather, it ended with the resurrection when they thought they had done away with the prototype. But on the third day, they saw the prototype walking on the streets of Jerusalem. They saw him alive on the streets of Jerusalem, the prototype. And I'm here to say to you this morning, whatsoever could not break the prototype, it should not break you. In other words, I'm saying to you, you are unbreakable. You are unshakable. And it is my prayer this morning that may you see yourself through the lenses of the prototype. May you see yourself in Christ Jesus, the prototype. The prototype. They tried to silence the prototype. And you know what? As a believer, you follow the example of the prototype. If they attempted to silence him, you are going to have people that are going to silence you. But here is the good news. If they could not silence the prototype, that means they cannot silence you because you and the prototype are the same. That's why the Bible says, as Christ is, so are we in this world. First Corinthians chapter number 5 Chapter number 6, verse number 17, if I'm not mistaken, it says, whosoever is joined together with Christ is one spirit with him, the prototype. So anything that could not break the prototype, it has no ability to break you. Therefore, you must not allow it to break you. Anything that could not silence the prototype, it should certainly not silence you. They tried to stop the prototype from pursuing his mission and his purpose in life. And can I say to you, you are going to encounter seasons in your life where people are going to come and try to stand in the way of that which God has said is your portion in life. But can I say to you, because the prototype overcame opposition, you've got the ability and the capability inside of you to overcome every kind of obstacle the enemy is going to throw at you. You are able, and I'm saying to you, can you see yourself through Christ? Can you see yourself through Christ? They tried to delay and to derail Christ, the prototype, from his purpose and from his mission. And let me tell you, you're going to have people that are going to try and move you from the things that God says. These are the things that you're supposed to do in this life. They're going to try and try, try to di divert you from the things of God. But can I tell you, they tried it on the prototype and it did not work. Therefore, it's not going to work on your life. If I'm to use the modern language, I would say you and Jesus, same WhatsApp group. <laughs> Yeah? You and Jesus, same, same. You are the same. The same specifications. The same qualities. The same ingredients. They are on you. And I'm encouraging you this morning. Can you begin to open your eyes and see yourself in Jesus the Christ? When any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. You are the same. You are the same. You are made from the same ingredients. You are able to stand. You are able to overcome. You are able to rise to the top. Even when they try to push you on the corner. And again, it's a hard wall. But let me tell you, even though we are hard-pressed, we are not crushed. You are able to withstand anything that Christ was able to stand against. You are capable. You are capable. And I'm praying to you, can you begin to see yourself in Christ? They tried to destroy him completely. But let me tell you, they could not destroy him. So whatsoever could not destroy the prototype, it has no ability to destroy you. I don't care what they are planning back home. I don't know the words that have been raised against you. As long as it never worked on the prototype, it's not going to wake up on your life. Because you and the prototype are the same as Christ is. So are we in this world. 
But let me just show you one thing that was so, that was at the center of the life of Christ, the prototype. It was the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. Somebody say the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to pull just a few, just a few things that I want to, to bring to your attention concerning the prototype and the, and the Holy Spirit. Praise be to God. When I look at the prototype, if you look in uh, the book of Luke chapter number 1, verse number 35. Luke chapter number 1, verse number 35. I want to just give you a few scriptures that point to the role or the place of the Holy Spirit in the life of the prototype. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit, this is, this, is the, this is the Gabriel speaking to Mary, right, announcing the birth of Jesus. And the angel came in and says, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. Who is going to come on you? The Holy Spirit and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. But can you see that the birth of Jesus Christ, it was by the Holy Spirit. The prototype. And here's the principle. Whatsoever happened on the principle, it should, it should become your lifestyle. Because he is the pattern. So if Christ was born as a result of the Holy Spirit, that means for you and I, your new birth, it must be a result of the Holy Spirit. John chapter number 3, verse number 5 to 6. John 3, verse number 5 to 6. This is Nicodemus when he came to Jesus at night time. Can you start on verse number 1? This is Nicodemus when he came to Jesus at night time. Now there was a Pharisee, a man called, uh, named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with you. Jesus replied, very truly I tell you, no one can see, not me, but no one can see the kingdom of God unless they're what? Unless they're born again. How can someone be born again? How can someone be born when they are already old? So he's looking at it from the biological perspective. Nicodemus asked, surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. Verse number six. Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh. But spirit gives birth to what? To spirit. Now, the prototype was born as a result of the Holy Spirit come upon him. The new believer's birth ought to be a result of the Holy Spirit. You cannot be different from the prototype. If the prototype was born as a result of the Holy Spirit, your new birth ought to be a result of the Holy Spirit. No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and of the Spirit of God. You and the Holy Ghost. Same WhatsApp group. Not only that, but when you go to Luke chapter number 4, Luke chapter number 4, verse number 1, this was after Jesus was baptized and he's walking out of the river Jordan. And the Bible says, Jesus full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led. By who? He wasn't led by Facebook. He was not led by WhatsApp. But he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was not even led by the devil. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Somebody say he was led. If the prototype was led by the Spirit, that means a believer's life must be led by the Spirit. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 14. For those who are led by the Spirit are sons or are children of God. So, 
there is no way where you find that the prototype was led and then what is reproduced as a result of the prototype cannot be led by the Spirit. If you as a believer were formed or fashioned as a result of the image of Christ, if that Christ was led by the Spirit, that means your life must be led by the Spirit. It is those who are led by the Spirit who are the children of God. Am I communicating to somebody in this house this morning? Somebody say Christ, the prototype. I'll just give you maybe two more scriptures. Not only was he led by the Spirit, the prototype, but the prototype was filled with the fullness of the Spirit. John 3, verse number 34. The prototype was filled with the fullness of the Spirit. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the Spirit without limit, without measure. So God released the fullness of the Spirit upon Jesus the Christ. And the principle says whatsoever happened on the prototype should happen on the believer. Yeah? Are we together on that one? Now when we look at the believer, when you go to Romans chapter number 8 verse number 9, the believer is indwelt by the Spirit. Where the prototype was filled with the fullness, the believer must be indwelt by the Spirit. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 9. For you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. This, this is where disaster comes in, in our Christian journey. You are not in the realm of the flesh, where you are responsive to the sinful nature, but you are in the realm of the Spirit where you respond to the things of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. It's as simple as that. You don't belong to Christ because you come to church. Amen. I'm saying you don't belong to Christ simply because you come to church. You belong to Christ because the Spirit of Christ is in you. So, the greatest desire of a believer, it is to be indwelled by the Spirit of Christ. Once the Spirit of Christ indwells you, you are no longer living in the realm of the flesh. But you are now living in the realm of the Spirit. Another supporting scripture, 1 Corinthians 3 verse 16. Don't you know that yourselves are God's temple? And that God's Spirit dwells in your midst. The other version says, dwells in you. Don't you know that your bodies are the temple of God and of the spirit of God? So if the spirit is coming into the temple, that means he's indwelling the temple. If Christ, the prototype, was filled with the fullness of Christ, your life ought to be filled with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Same, chap, same book, chapter number 6, verse number 17. Whosoever, oh, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. That is the life of a believer. Whatsoever the prototype was, that is exactly you and I. So can you begin to see yourself through Jesus the Christ? Not only was he filled, but the prototype he spoke and taught by the Spirit. Every time the prototype stood up to speak, he spoke, he, he, he taught and he spoke by the Spirit of God. And that's the same thing. If the Spirit of God spoke into the life of the prototype, then the new believer's life must be one characterized by the Spirit speaking. Revelation chapter number 2 verse number 11. Whoever he has ears, let them what? Hear what? But don't you find it so weird and so amazing that we tend to hear Facebook more than we hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We hear every kind of news more than we hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. 
Yes, you've got to keep yourself abreast of all the changes that are happening in your world, in your country, in your community. But let me tell you, it does not profit you if you're a believer and you're not hearing what the Spirit is saying to the church. Is that verse number 11? Verse number 17. It's the same thing. Whoever hears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Verse number 29 is the same thing. Whoever has ears, let them hear. 29. Let them hear what the Spirit says. Says. That means the Holy Spirit does speak. Yeah? That means the Holy Spirit, he does speak into our lives. Let every believer hear what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. The prototype was anointed by the Spirit. Luke 4 verse number 18. The prototype was anointed by the Spirit. Luke 4 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim what? Good news, not bad news. Good news to the poor. There's nothing that is said as a preacher who comes and preaches bad news to the poor. You bring discouragement to the discouraged. But when you are anointed, you bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind and to set the oppressed what? Free. But the bottom line, he was anointed by the Holy Ghost. So whatsoever the prototype is, that is exactly what the, the believer ought to be. If the prototype was anointed by the Holy Ghost, the believer must also be anointed by the Spirit. First John 2 verse number 27. Preferably from the Amplified Version. First John chapter number 2 verse number 27. I think I'll close with that one. As for you, the anointing, he was talking to the believers. As for you, the anointing, the special gift, the preparation which you received from him, it remains permanently in you. And you have no need for anyone to teach you. Just, but just as his anointing teaches you, giving you insight through the presence of the Holy Spirit. About all things, and it's true, and it's not a lie. And just as his anointing has taught you, you must remain in him, being rooted in him, knit to him. The prototype was anointed by the Holy Spirit. The believer is also anointed by the Holy Spirit. Church of God, may you begin to see yourself in Christ. May you begin to see yourself in Christ. If Christ was born as a result of the Spirit, let your life spring forth from the source who is the Holy Spirit. If Christ, the prototype, was led by the Spirit, may you allow your life to be led by the Spirit. If the prototype was anointed by the Spirit, may you allow your life to be led, to be anointed by the Spirit. If Christ spoke as a result of the Spirit, may you allow the Holy Ghost to speak into your life. You cannot afford to be different from your, type, top, from your prototype. You cannot afford. The only Jesus the world is going to see is you. I know it's a radical statement. What do I mean by that? Because they have to see Jesus in you and through you. You cannot have a BMW 7 series that is different from the prototype. It has to be the same. So all I'm saying to you this morning, your life ought to be the same with the life of Jesus the Christ. And what enables you and I to live that kind of that life is the Holy Spirit.
is the Holy Spirit. Don't try to do it out of your own strength. Let the Holy Spirit help you. Let the Holy Spirit guide you. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let, let him teach you all things, even at work. Let him teach you all things. In ministry, when you sit down in your meetings, let him teach you. Let him speak to you. Let him speak to you. As a church, as Ebenezer, this is my prayer, that may we come to that level where we hear what the Spirit is saying, no longer to the churches, but what the Spirit is saying to Ebenezer Church. That is my prayer. That is my prayer. In many times of late, when I go to meetings, regional meetings, when I go to national meetings, there are times where I, I cry, I grieve on the inside because you begin to sense that we are no longer hearing the Spirit. He's no longer, he's no longer being heard. It's not that he's not speaking, but we are just not listening to him. Let's allow ourselves to be led by the Spirit. Let's allow the church to be led by the Spirit. Let me tell you, the church is not led by the pastor. The church is supposed to be led by the Spirit. He brings us this title so that there can be order in the house of the Lord. But your life is supposed to be led by the Holy Spirit. That is why I so much desire that you rise up to the level where you can walk with the Holy Ghost as an individual. So that on that day when the economy hits hard on you and you decide to move from England and you go to live in Afghanistan, you are still able to stand in the absence of Pastor Danny. What makes you able to stand is because of the presence of the Holy Spirit who lives on the inside of you. I pray that may your life rise up to the level where when you are in a situation where you cannot speak to anyone, but you can speak to the Holy Ghost. When you're in that situation where no one is able to speak to you, but let, be, let it be a situation where the Holy Ghost, where the Holy Spirit can speak into your life. Because you are designed, you are fashioned after the image of the prototype. Somebody say Christ the prototype. Somebody say Christ the prototype. Can you begin to see yourself in Christ? Can you begin to see yourself in Christ? And remember I said, whatsoever could not break the prototype, it has no ability to break you unless you allow it. You are able to stand opposition in your life. You are able to stand every kind of accusation that can be brought against you. You are able. The prototype was accused, yet he came out smart in the end. I'm saying to you, you are able because you were fashioned in the image or in the mold of the prototype. So you are capable, you are able. Don't look down upon yourself. If the prototype was able to withstand the words of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, you can withstand the words of church people. Now, let me say it with passion. If Jesus was able to withstand the negative, harsh words of the Pharisees, the religious people, you can withstand the words of church people. You can. You can. You don't have to move churches because church people have spoken. You are able to stand your ground. I'm not saying, don't, I'm not saying fight them. You are able to overcome you are able to rise to a place where the words of religious people will have no effect in your life. They will not move you from Christ. They will not discourage you from your prayers. They will not discourage you from even coming to church. Praise be to God. I'm saying you are able. You are capable. You are capable. Do you know you are able to overcome rejection? Yeah. There, there are some people who, who, who are suffering under the spirit of rejection. You have been rejected, not by foreigners, but you've been rejected by people so close to you. It hurts the most when people that are close to you reject you. But let me tell you, we've got the prototype. He came to his own, but his own <laughs> rejected him. 
But that never stopped his mission. He continued with his mission. He continued with the purpose of God upon his life. So I'm saying to you, you are able, there is a power of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you that is able to make you stand in rejection. Where they're expecting you to back off and to give up and to throw in the towel. Let me tell you, there is a power on the inside of you that is able to make you ride over the storm. You're able to 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 pass through even the valley of the shadow of death because there is a power that is at work on the inside of you and it is the power of the Holy Ghost. So don't allow yourself to move at a place where you are not walking side by side with the Holy Spirit. When you wake up in the morning, say, good morning, Holy Spirit. Before you say a word to anyone, begin by speaking to him. Welcome, good morning, Holy Spirit. I welcome you into my life on this day. Uh, I thank you that uh, as I wake up, uh, I'm waking up in your presence. As I go to work, I'm going in your presence. Even when I'm going to come back in the evening, I'm going to come back in your presence. Do everything walking in the glory and in the power of the Holy Ghost in everything that you do. Even when you go for that appointment, tell him, Holy Spirit, we are going together. There is no way that you're going to go for that appointment and the Holy Spirit says, ah, today I'm going to stay at home. Yeah. Is people will do that. You know, we wake up in the morning as a family and then three are done, they're ready. And the one is not ready to go to church. And everyone's saying, so what's going on? Ah, today I'm not going. The Holy Spirit is not like that. The Holy Spirit will not wake up and say, mm, today I don't feel like going to church. As a matter of fact, do you know that wherever you go, the Holy Spirit does go with you? Yeah. By virtue of where he lives, he lives on the inside of you. If you become conscious of that, you will become very mindful of not taking the Holy Spirit in places that are not right. You know, there's some people, there's some believers who are so courageous. I'm amazed at their courage. They are so brave. They take the Holy Spirit. I won't, I won't mention the name. You know the places. They will, they will, they will take the Holy Spirit because he lives on the inside of you. How do you afford to take him to those dirty places, those places where things, things that are being done there, they are so filthy, they are so, so evil and so wicked. How can you afford to do that? I know why it happens, because we are not conscious that the Holy Spirit lives in us. But as you leave this place, I want you to, I want you to, to revisit yourself and say, you know what, I, I'm a carrier of the Holy Ghost. I am, the, I am the postcode of the Holy Ghost. If heaven is going to look for the Holy Spirit, they look at me. They will come and search him in me because he lives on the inside of me. So make sure as a believer that wherever you go, don't engage yourself in conversations where you are talking nasty stuff. And the Holy Spirit is there. That's why the Bible says, do not grieve. The Holy Spirit. We grieve him because we are, we're dragging him everywhere. We're dragging him in places that don't befit him. But let me tell you, when you drag him, when you allow him to go into the places where he's, he's happy with, he will, he will lead you. He will guide you. He will warn you of things that are about to happen before they happen. He will warn you of the danger that is about to come before it happens. But that will only happen when he is free to speak. When he is at liberty to speak. But if you bring him to places that are strange to him, you shut him, you grieve him. And if you grieve him for too long, what does he do? He will leave you. And that's where a lot of disaster begins to happen. But can I encourage you, church of God, this morning? The Holy Spirit is for you. If the, if the life, the entirety of the life of Christ revolved around the Holy Spirit, then the life of a believer, it must be one that is led by the Spirit. A life that is, that is, that is, who's, who, your, where your steps are ordered 
by the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to you. He's speaking to us. And I'm sensing in our church a season that we're entering into. A season where God is going to speak and pour things that are hidden. Things that are hidden and God is going to bring them to the open. Not to embarrass you, but to show you that he does see and he does speak. Praise be to God. We're entering into a season where the Holy Ghost, in the same manner that he did in the disciples, at one time Paul wanted to enter into a city, and the Holy Spirit says, uh-uh, don't enter. And he prevented them from entering. I'm praying for that time in your life as an individual first. Where, where, where when you want to go somewhere, you have, you have planned your trip to Zimbabwe, and the Holy Spirit says, don't enter in the plane. And you listen to him. Where the Holy Spirit will just tell you, you know what, just change your roots. So many times I've, I've done that with my wife. The Holy Spirit says, you know, just take this route. As a human being, sometimes you don't listen. The Holy Spirit says, just, and, and there's no, they, I, I've got nothing to just, that makes sense to me why he's saying take this route. And as a, and as a human being, sometimes you don't listen, and, and then I just proceed and continue to go. But inside of me, the word is continued to say, you should have gone this way. And then I continue. Remember the other day, I continued and then, I, then the road was closed. And it was just a few minutes from home. And I had to go, we had to drive back and find another route. So it is in the coming breath that you say, but you know what? But <laughs> the voice spoke into me. He said, go through this route. The Holy Spirit does speak into our lives. And it's even in the simplest things, the simplest things, the simplest things. Can you begin to see yourself in Christ? Thank you for tuning into Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeens.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also interact with Pastor Danny on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description. Until we meet again, may heaven keep smiling at you.